0: Today is the 23rd day of September, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, as now Psalms for the 23rd day morning prayer. Psalms 110, 111, 112, 113. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make you enemies your footstool. The Lord will send the scepter of your power out of Zion, saying, rule over your enemies round about you princely state has been yours from the day of your birth. In the beauty of holiness have I begotten you, like dew from the womb in the morning. The Lord has sworn and he will not recant. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord who is at your right hand will smite kings in the day of his wrath. He will rule over the nations. He will heap high the corpses he will smash heads over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook beside the road. Therefore, he will lift high his head. Hallelujah! I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart and the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in him. His work is full of majesty and splendor and his righteousness endures forever. He makes his marvelous work to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He gives food to those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the lands of the nations. The works of his hands are faithfulness and justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption to his people. He commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a great understanding. His praise endures forever. Hallelujah. Happy are they who fear the Lord and have great delight in his commandments. Their descendants will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in their house and their righteousness will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the upright. The righteous are merciful and full of compassion. It is good for them to be generous in lending and the management of their affairs with justice, for they will never be shaken the righteous will be kept in everlasting remembrance. They will not be afraid of any evil rumors. Their heart is right. They put their trust in the Lord. Their heart is established and will not shrink until they see their desire upon their enemies. They have given it freely to the poor and their righteousness stands past forever. They will hold up their head with honor. The wicked will see it and be angry. They will gnash their teeth and pine away the desires of the wicked will perish. Hallelujah! give praise you servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let the name of the Lord be blessed from this time forth forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, let the name of the Lord be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who sits enthroned on high, but stoops to behold the heavens and the earth? He takes up the weak out of the dust and lifts up the poor from the ashes. He sets them from the princes and the princes of his people, makes the woman of a childless house to be a joyful mother of children. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 19, beginning at the 21st verse. After these things had been accomplished, Paul resolved in the Spirit to go through Macedonia and Achaia, and then go on to Jerusalem. He said, after I have gone there, I must also see Rome. So he sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, while he himself stayed for some time longer in Asia. About that time, no little disturbance broke out concerning the way. A man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the artisans. These he gathered together, and with the works of the same trade, he said, Men, You know that we get our wealth from this business. You also see and hear that not only is Ephesus, but in all the whole of Asia, this Paul has persuaded and drawn away a considerable number of people by saying that God's made his hands are not God's. And there is danger not only in this trade of ours may come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be scorned and she will be deprived of her majesty that brought all Asia and the world to worship her. When they heard this, they were enraged and shouted, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. The city was filled with confusion, and people rushed together to the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Articus, Macedonians who were Paul's travel companions. Paul wished to go into the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some officials of the province of Asia, who were friendly to him, sent him a message urging him not to venture into the theater. Meanwhile, some of the shouting one and another. some saying, for the assembly was of all confusion, and most of them did not know what they were coming after. Some of the crowd gave instructions to Alexander, whom the Jews had pushed forward, and Alexander motioned for silence and tried to make a defense before the people. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours all of them shouted in unison, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! But when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Citizens of Ephesus, who is there that does not know that the city of Ephesus is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the statue that fell from heaven? Since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. You have brought these men here who were neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. If, therefore, Demetrius and the artisans with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and they have a proconsul. Let them bring charges there against one another. If there is anything further you want to know, it must be settled in the regular assembly. For we are in danger of being charged with rioting today since there is no reason or no cause for us giving a justification of the commotion. When he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 4, beginning at the 31st verse. Jesus went down to Capernaum, a city in Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. They were astounded at his teaching, because he spoke with authority. In the synagogue there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon, and he cried out with a loud voice, Let us alone! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. When the demon had thrown him down before him, he came out of him without having done him any harm. They were all amazed and kept saying to one another, What kind of utterance is this? For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits, and out they come, and a report about him began to reach every place in the region. Splendor and honor and kingly power are yours by right, O Lord our God, for you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain, for with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a kingdom of priests to serve our God. And so to him who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. A reading for Friday for the week of Proper 20 a reading from the commentary on the Psalms by Ambrose, Bishop of Milan from the year 397. In reconciling the world to God, Christ stood in no need of reconciliation for himself. What sin of his was there to atone for, sinless as he was? Christ shows that he does not need to atone for sin on his own behalf. He has no slave of sin, but as son of God, Is free from all sin. The Son sets free, a slave remains in sin. Christ is therefore free of all sin, and does not pay the price of his own redemption. His blood could pay the ransom for all the sins of the whole world. The one who has no debt to pay is the right person to set others free. It is not only that Christ has no ransom to pay or atonement to make for his own sins. If we apply his words to every individual that can be taken or means of the individuals do not need to be atonement for themselves, for Christ is the atonement for all, the redemption for all. Is anyone's blood fit to redeem oneself, seeing that it was Christ who shed his blood for the redemption of all? Is anyone's blood comparable to Christ's? Is anyone great enough to make individual atonement over or above the atonement which Christ has offered in himself, Christ who has atoned and reconciled the world to God by his blood? What greater victim, what more excellent sacrifice, what better advocate can there be than he who became the appropriation of the sins for all and gave his life for us as our redemption? We do not need, then, to look for an atonement or redemption made by each individual, because the price paid for all is the blood of Christ, that blood by which the Lord Jesus has redeemed us. He was alone and reconciled us to the Father. He has labored even to the end, shouldering our burden himself. Come to me, he says, all you that labor, and I will refresh you. your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him at all times and in all places may give thanks to you in all things.